Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mental Moms Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kat, and I'm here with my co-host. It's Rhiannon. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning back in this week. Today, we're going to be talking about cutting off toxic family and also breaking toxic cycles that came from those toxic family members mm-hmm. um but before we get into our topic we're gonna catch up do our weekly check-in Rhiannon tell me how are you I'm good I'm surprisingly actually like the last few days I've been like a wreck just because of like my cycle and everything I've been like super tired and like just grumpy I guess I cried <laughs> I cried we do this so I'm in group therapy and whenever someone leaves, we do a closing circle. And someone left, like a girl that I started, we started on the same day, but she left before I did. Like she was like discharged before I was. And um, I cried during her closing circle. And then like, and the next day I was like, oh, that's, that's why I cried. I was like, <laughs> like, I like, yeah, like I like her and she's a really cool person. She's on the other podcast with me. Um, yeah so like I'm still gonna talk to her obviously but like it's just like we started together and you're leaving before me and the group is gonna be different and everything and it was just different and then I'm surprisingly actually taking Aiden moving out it's pretty well it's less chaotic in the house Mm -hmm. like at all times like I miss him like crazy obviously but it's not as chaotic and I'm like I still see him and to like to do homework and like I still like I'm still like his mom so I just have to tell him like to take a bath and you know instead of doing like the mom stuff he's mm-hmm. just not here all the time which is just different um yeah yeah well I can definitely relate when there's two children in the house it's a lot more stressful for me because they are always going at each other and if there's only one they have no one to fight with yeah so like, I get that part. The only thing is I had to give Addie more attention because she's like, as if she needs any more attention, but she <laughs> I had to give her more attention because Aiden isn't here to play with her. Like whenever they play, like it's good distraction, you know, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like they're fighting. So it's just like, it's a double, double. How, did, yeah. how does she feel about her brother? I think older. she misses him a lot because like anytime I go to my mom's house like this weekend she just like wanted to be like up his ass like she was like I want to go in your room and I want to be with you and I want to you know like she definitely misses him and he's all like no this is my room I don't want you in here and it's it's kind of sad it's sad for her but at the same time like I got to try to understand like he's nine or about to be nine and he, you know like he wants his own space and not with his little sister like up his butt so yeah, yeah it's definitely a um mm, interesting age interesting time when yeah. I was 10 I actually hit puberty so um, yeah, I don't know about boys but he's early like he's already getting hair on his like legs and yeah like um his teeth like his teeth are like ahead of like he already like his he got teeth whenever he was like three months old and he's been losing teeth since he was like three 
so oh like God. yeah so he basically already almost has all of his adult teeth at like eight which I feel like is like really like early for someone that like at eight they're still like losing teeth like this year alone like in 2022 I mean he probably lost about 12 or 13 teeth so and they're all and he never not once did he ever have a mouth like empty of teeth like he never was missing teeth if that makes sense like they fell out but there was always a tooth to come like, in come like in. immediately after like it was like maybe a day or two of the tooth like not being there then the next thing you know there's a tooth there again so he's like a freaking shark that's just, crazy come. that's crazy Ryan is almost he's gonna be six in april and he hasn't lost one tooth yeah not even yeah, one. Aiden, Aiden Addy either yeah Addy yeah, has so crazy how like that differs oh he's growing fast oh girl you're about to be having a teenager mm. yeah he's growing really fast I'm not a fan of it but anyways I digress how are you I am I think I'm good I think I'm good yeah I think I'm good <laughs> I don't know. We are like this weekend. We just we spent with family. Well, Christian's family. I consider her my family too. Christian's mom. Today, you know, we we did um we went to this little place, like a little jump place, for with Aiden and his grand his grandmother on the other side. Which it's the first time in a long time, you know, with that. But it was fine. It was completely fine. He had a great time. Uh, I'm looking forward to March for a vacation. <laughs> so I don't have to work for a whole week. I don't know. I keep like thinking about that. I'm like, oh my God. And we're like trying to like get like physically prepared. Like I'm not ready to be in a bikini. Okay. I need to get myself together. I'm like, I, when we got home today, like I washed my car. I did just put some laundry away. I meal prepped and I was like, okay, this week has to be well thought out because last week, like I've been setting the school since January 1st. Like I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to work out every single night, you know, for the most part, like we're human and we we're parents. So it's like hard yeah. to do it every single day, but that's the goal. And last week, like I did not meal prep. I did not cook. It was like this and that. So Today I spent like an hour to like me and Christian just like cooking chicken and vegetables and potatoes and just like a whole bunch of fish and we're trying to be productive people. That sounds very productive. That sounds a lot more productive than I've been in the past week. So I can well you you, did, you got out of the house though and you got you went to two parties. Oh my that's good for you I think it's good that you got out the house that sounds productive to me yeah, but, <laughs> she's like, yeah right get the fuck out of here but yeah so I feel productive like I packed his lunch I did the food I did and for those of you who are not parents or maybe you're like a lot younger when you when you hit over 25 these are things that you that make you happy okay this like feeling like a real accomplished adult yeah prepping, cleaning your house cleaning your car that's the highlight of my weekend people okay <laughs> literally um but yeah everything's good I, I told Rhiannon when we first hopped on I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to her I don't know 
last episode was with girlfriends. And I think it's funny, like whenever you message me and you're like, hey, how are you? Um, and I just think it's really funny. It's like you're like, before you say anything too much, let me just make sure that you're okay and you can handle this. Or so that's how like I take it and like I think that's really sweet. I don't know. Every time I see it, I always like get all happy. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thank yeah, like like how are you? I'm not gonna just be like, hey, did this and this and that. Like obviously, like this isn't work for us, but like it like it's something that we hope to turn into work. And so mm. I you know, I wanna I wanna say like I have a friendship as well, not just like yeah. hey, when are we doing the podcast or what are we gonna oh, do? For sure. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. genuinely like how are you and I feel like I don't do a good enough job like lately like talking with you I and feel checking like I I don't even I feel like I don't even try sometimes and I'm I, so sorry <laughs> no it's okay you have your own stuff and sometimes girl somebody writes to me as I'm I'm more like you than you realize like with the responding to people and stuff sometimes I look at a message I'm like not today Satan and I just mm-hmm. look at it and I respond maybe yeah. three days later <laughs> Yeah, I'll get to you when I get to you. Maybe. Mm-hmm, maybe. So yeah, um, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, so let's get right into our topic here. What do you consider? So I I was gonna like I want to look up the actual definition of toxic. I don't know if toxic's an actual word. If this is just like something that someone started saying and it became a trend. Mm. But. There are definitely real things that go along with that word that are very real. So I'm wondering to you, like, what do you consider to be toxic? Like, if it's a person, behavior, what is it that you consider? Um, Let's see. I think if they're malicious, they're like a malicious person, like they're purposely out there to like hurt you or they're manipulative and they're like only care about themselves like you know they're not like intending to hurt you but they're like I only want to gain from the situation and how do I gain from the situation you know like like that I feel like that's like a toxic person and they're only caring about themselves and not really caring about whether or not they hurt someone you know and just like selfish in a negative way because it's okay to be selfish and take care of yourself and love yourself but like selfish in like a very negative like way if that makes sense mm-hmm. so that's how I see it what about you do you think let's see I feel like you have more experience with like toxic than I, than I do yeah I mean I think I do for me toxic is a lot of things um I think you can be toxic even when you don't try and it could just be kind of like a part of your nature mm-hmm. and maybe you're like in your mind like I don't want to hurt this person but like you still have the bad habits and the personality of someone who's just like very toxic and you actually hurt people without even like trying to mm-hmm. um so I've definitely experienced both sides of like I think I think a toxic person is like malicious and like being very like sneaky and like your intention is to manipulate somebody or hurt somebody in some type of way or manipulating a person into doing what you want 
I've definitely had that experience. Um, or just trying to, trying to bring somebody down. Like, you're down, so you want somebody else to be down. Like, mm. or you're just, like, I feel like toxic, too, is, like, someone who, like, continuously, that's not a word, continuously fucks their life up, and they make bad decisions, and no matter how many times, like, they've done the same exact mistake, they still continue to do it, because mm. it's just, like, for, for whatever reason, they thrive off of that shit, and it just, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> I'm talking about certain people, certain amount of people in my family who I make bad decisions, and yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna ask, have you ever thought that like, you're toxic? Like, do you ever have those like thoughts like what if I'm the problem? You know, and like Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I think like like what if I'm the like what if I'm the toxic one and like everyone is like right or you know, like their rumors or their boys like maybe you know, like maybe it's me. And I don't know. Sometimes I think like that and I'm like Maybe it's me, and then like some something will happen. I'm like, nah. Uh, have you heard that that sound, that like TikTok sound? Am I the drama? I'm not the drama. <laughs> no, but yeah, I do agree. That's why I said like I think a toxic person. It could be either or. It could be someone who's aware and someone who's not aware. And I will say for a long time. I'm, I was toxic and I'm not gonna say I'm just officially not toxic anymore because I'm very aware but I still have those habits and tendencies and I like will do it and I'll like deal with that and then I'll look back and be like okay I know that's not good you know what I mean like just even with my relationship or how I deal with conflict like it could be toxic for sure and that's never my intention is like I never want to hurt somebody, but sometimes you do things and you're so consumed with yourself and your bad habits that you just do it. And whoever's in your path is like, whoever's in your path, that's collateral, whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter like what happens to you because I'm focused on me and like what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. that is toxic as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is. Yeah. Um, so do you have, I know me more than you, but do you have experience like with quote unquote toxic family members? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think as we talked about this in the forgiveness episode, Mm -hmm. and I was talking about like my toxic family and like Mm -hmm. how there's certain, certain family members that I've cut off because they were just toxic they were like they were the type that were like pretend to care to your face and then talk shit behind your back and then like pretend you know like and then judge you for like the decisions you're making but like not wanting to help you get in a better situation and it's just kind of like annoying being around that like why are you gonna talk shit instead of helping me like, you know, like, if I see someone struggling, I'm not going to be like, oh, ha, 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 they're struggling. They feel like they have to do this. And, you know, that's nasty. You should judge them for that. And so be like, 
hey, maybe I should help you and like get you in a better situation. And you know, like help mm-hmm. you get in a better situation. And not that they're like, not that anyone's like, I'm not trying to say like I'm entitled to that, you know, like I'm not, does that make sense? Like, I don't want to come off as entitled, but like at the same time, like don't judge someone, like help them. Like I just feel like that's like, that doesn't sound entitled at all. That's like being a decent human being and a decent family member. Like that's yeah. the bare minimum. Yeah. So that's all right. That's what I've done. I've done with like other toxic family members. I'm not really ready to talk about yet. Like closer family members. Yeah, publicly, yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah I, feel the, like, I feel like do you feel like I feel like something that is very toxic would um correlates with the stuff that you dealt with with your family is like I feel like people who belittle other people or like make fun of other people and things like that it's like almost to like make themselves feel better like you know what I mean like like they see you doing bad and that like feeds them almost like oh yeah I feel like that's kind of what was happening with them because like um they would always like if they were like out in public or whatever and like all of them were like a little bit chunky like they're they're their whole family is a is a I don't want to say like be mean they're bigger and they would like anytime they would go out in public they would like see someone that was big and they'd be like oh am I like big like them am I as big as them and I'm like how are you how are you gonna do how are you gonna do that like to like like how are you gonna fat shame when you're you know like okay that is something that i'm not gonna say who you know what fuck it my mother okay i love her i'm not speaking to her right now i don't know if she'll ever hear these podcasts but and listen i don't have anything wrong i don't fucking care if you're fat skinny purple blue whatever it is but when you are a certain way and every chance you get you make fun of someone who is you're literally the same you're literally both the same do you see and understand how fucking stupid and toxic that is when you said that it was like like deja vu because like every time I'm with my mom if we're out in public or if it's a family member we haven't seen in a while she's like oh my god they got so fat or they did this, or look at them, ew, oh my god, I lost so much weight, sis, sis, no, you did not lose no damn weight, okay, and you are not skinny, so stop shaming somebody for not being skinny, because now you have no business talking about nobody else, I mean, you should talk about people, period, because that's so fucked up, you don't know what people are struggling with, exactly but then on on top of it says you struggle with the same exact thing and you're gonna make some make fun of somebody for it toxic toxic yeah so they would do like that kind of stuff and it was just like and I was just like look at them like really like why like what what do you get out of that you know like stuff like that it's like or like what's another example 
like um like okay so like their daughter one of my like my cousin that was like my age directly really like really close to my age she was um she got pregnant and she was in college and around the same time I got pregnant with my second with my daughter and like when I got pregnant like she's in college and she had like all the support you know like she has like her family and her grandparents or her brother and like everyone was just like her family is so close-knit that everyone was helping her I have my mom and my dad who are each single in their own way you know like they were single parents helping me raise as a single mom raise my kids you know uh, I only had two of them and they each have their own set of like bills versus a whole family that lives together they can help each other you know like stuff like that so like when I got pregnant with my daughter the family was like oh man you're pregnant again your life is over <laughs> and I was like really like it was just like why would you say that to someone it was just like that came out of their mouth verbatim that's what they that's what they said like then like your life is over basically and like thanks I guess and yeah so but you know and then they wanted to judge me for the things I was doing to try to support my family but and being like oh well you like I don't know like you shouldn't be in that situation like well I am because I don't have the support that you have I'm not you I'm not married to the to the person that I had my kid with I'm not in your situation like they had like the perfect situation for them like the perfect situation, you know, I don't have that perfect situation, but then instead of you know, wanting to be like, hey, like, let me help you watch the kids so you can go work, they wanted to judge me for the work I was doing, so it was just like, if you're so negative and you're so, like, worried about my job, then help me. Yeah, they sound, I definitely have experience with people like that, especially in my family, they want to know all about the struggles that you have, but they have no type of like desire to help you. They mm-hmm. literally want to like look at you in your misery, in your struggle, yeah. and then talk about you behind your back. Yeah. And you know what that exactly. is? It's insecurity. Because oh, yeah. the only way they can feel good about themselves is looking at other people in their struggles. Yeah. To make them not feel not so bad about themselves. Oh, look at them. Oh, look at them. Look what look at look at that shit that they're going through. Look at the struggles they have. It's like a it's like a sick power thing. Like I don't know how to explain it, but I'm I I'm better I than you. <laughs> mm-hmm, like I'm better than you, your shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, or like I have like my ex's family. They're not like they're not I don't think they're maliciously toxic but they're ignorantly toxic like they like they just don't know any better they would do the same thing like whenever they see me they'd be like oh you gained weight and meanwhile they're also they're also not skinny you know so how like the yeah so like they're, they're also like not skinny but they'll like come make comments like that and like I just don't think they understand that that's rude honestly I don't think they, like, they're completely aware. I think they're just, like, really ignorant and kind of, like, think it's acceptable, I guess, to comment on people's weight. And they don't know that it's, like, actually really rude. So, like, next time, <laughs> I'm really tempted to be toxic back at them. 
like so no like like so they say something we're like oh and you haven't lost any weight <laughs> yeah I I definitely understand that and I definitely relate to that my mom will I will see you know me and my mommy have a very like up and down back and forth type relationship sometimes we go months without seeing each other or talking to each other and like clockwork after not seeing her for a while if I see her she'll come over and at some point during the day she'll make a she'll make a point to pinch my stomach she'll pinch my stomach or she'll you know do a little this a little that and I'm just like in my mind I'm like Girl, I could take both of my hands to yours. I don't, cause I'm not a fucking bitch. <laughs> but yeah, and 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 that's a terrible, terrible thing that I realized. Like, I what has created my like problem with like my mm. idea of how I look because mm. my sister is like eighty pounds. And she's a, she's had two kids, and she's still like eighty pounds. She cannot gain weight to like save her life, and she never has. Me, on the other hand, I lean towards the genetics of my mother, where I look at a donut and I gain five pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like right. I've always been compared to her. And then when I do gain weight, or even if I haven't gained weight, like I have a stomach, like I have fat on my body it's constantly been being pointed out and like I'm not diagnosed with it or anything but like it would not surprise me if I have like some body dysmorphia type shit like, mm, yeah. like the way I look at my body and that's toxic as fuck like you're pointing out somebody's like body weight and things like that and you don't even stop to think like how that's affecting them because mm-hmm. you don't care you know what I mean yeah my mom used to since I was like a 12 maybe even younger younger than that I've always been put on diets because I have hyperthyroidism so I've always been put on diets just for my health reasons yeah and then like it became like into my preteen years or my teenage years like my mom would comment on my weight and I just think it's probably like the Latina community like the like just I think there we put so much pressure on our weight and like Mm -hmm. Like it's and then like as a kid, when you're the fat kid, you're being called gordita. If you're the skinny kid, you're flaca. And you know, my sisters always been flaca, and I've always been, I've always been gordita in the family. So and now my my son is gordito, but like, um, yeah, she sees me. Bonita gorda. She's like, you got fat since the last time I seen you. She says everybody in the family though. It's, it's definitely a Hispanic thing. We do not yeah. care. And the whole time, they be chunky as hell. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about my weight, bro? You look exactly the same as me, if not bigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's Make I don't it understand it, but I've always been comment. Like, my weight has always been, like, a comment in the family. So I definitely feel you. Like, even in my skinniest, I didn't feel skinny enough. So, like, and I was skinny. So, you know, like, I I understand. I just think it's the way that we are raised in the family that we're around, like, the toxic talk about the weight. Yeah, no. I'm growing up. I'm, I really try not to, like, 
my son, he's like so, so, so tiny. Like he's tiny girl. Like this boy, he's like the smallest five-year-old in his class. This boy has not gained weight in like two years. And yes, he's fine. He's healthy. But he's been sitting at the weight for like ever. It might not be two years, but like this boy has not gained weight in a long time. This boy don't like to eat. He's super, super skinny. And like, it's totally different than like telling somebody that they're fat, but like, it's not that different. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I really try to catch myself, but but because I struggle with like wanting to make sure he's eating enough and like he's growing enough, I kind of sometimes catch myself like being hyper-focused on like, what did you eat today? Like, you know, you need to eat more, you need to eat more. You're like, grow. Mm -hmm. But I know what it's like to like have, people in my family and a parent like hyper focus on how I look and my weight and I don't want that it's just just so like disgusting like yeah who kids has that also like he gets like really um upset about his weight because he's really skinny um Mm. but like and that's not coming from me this isn't his thing I don't think I think he's perfect to me he's perfect but like he gets like really discouraged about the weight and stuff and like I had to be really careful about like the way that I say things because like he's over here like wishing he could gain weight and I'm over here like here take mine (laughs) you can take all my weight yeah and yeah it's just it's one of those like really sensitive like hard things yeah you never know like what's the right thing to say but definitely I would say it's toxic as fuck to talk about somebody's weight. Like, period. Like, mind your fucking business. Like, leave them the fuck alone. If yeah. they're not happy with how they look, they'll do something about it. Yeah. How does it affect you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of the many things in my family that I have dealt with. Another thing that I feel like is a really really big struggle because it's they're so toxic is like like I said like they make certain decisions and they make their lives a certain way almost like how do I explain it like they're so down they want to bring everyone down with them you know what I mean like I won't talk to them for a while I'll talk to them they'll pull me into their drama They'll pull me into, like, guilt, like, oh, you don't let me do this, or you don't let me do that. There's no boundaries. It's always, like, trying to guilt me into it. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, I have really spent most of my life, like, in this back and forth of, like, knowing every time I'm around my family, I feel miserable. I feel unhappy. But also feeling the guilt of, like, Oh, you don't love us anymore. You don't talk to us anymore. Mm. Oh, um, it works both ways, though. Like, what do I have yeah. to do to reach out to you? But to be honest, though, even when I do talk to them, I do reach out. And it sounds very selfish to say, but like, when you talk to your family and all they ever talk about is drama and all they ever talk about is chaos and all they consume their life with is just like misery and like I did want to ask actually okay because we're talking about toxic family 
Um, if you want to talk about toxic uh, friends also. Yeah, I mean, we can, yeah. I don't know. To be honest with you, I feel like I haven't had, like, a lot of experience with that. Really? Um, and that, yeah, only because, like I was saying, um, I don't have a lot of experience with it. I had, like, you know, like, little tussles with people, but, like, I feel like, for whatever reason, I was so, it was so easy for me to be like, okay, you don't make me feel good being around you. I'm not going to be friends with you. Like, Mm. I was never the type to stay friends with somebody if I felt like, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I didn't feel like it was good for me, but for some reason, when it comes to family, like, I never knew how to, like, push them off, like, get the fuck off of me, you know? I don't know. Like, I feel like it was never, like, toxic because at, at a certain point, I'm like, okay, this is not a good friendship. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But have you had it? Like oh, Tom, I, I do not know how to, like, set boundaries. I admire that, like, you were able to get out of those friendships like that. Like, if they didn't make you, if they weren't giving you what you needed. You know, because I'm not able to do that. Like, I have stuck by so many people just because I knew them for a long time. Or just because, like, I, like, I wanted to be friends with them so badly that, like, I stuck up and I stood up with their, like, all their bullshit for so long. You know? Like, I have, um, I have so many, like, stories of toxic, shitty friends. So many. Oh, my God. But, like, this one is about a girl I met in like I don't know fifth or sixth grade is whenever we first started becoming friends and uh like she used to like sing this song to me it was from the song the play Wicked if you've ever heard of it it's uh the song called Popular and it's about basically about like a popular girl taking an ugly like not so popular person under the ring and making them popular. Of course, I was never popular, but she used to sing that to me all the time, like, as if, like, I was this, like, ugly, like, person, you know, like, not to be, like, that I wasn't the already popular person or whatever. And she used to sing that song to me all the time, where, like, she would, like, um, what else would she do? There was this one time whenever we were, like, play fighting, and we weren't even touching each other. We weren't even, like, pushing each other or anything like physically pushing each other or like play fighting but like not touching each other we were just like pretending and then one time she like fell backwards and she hurt her wrist and she blamed me as if I like actually pushed her and I didn't like she like like her mom got like really mad at me and everything I was like I didn't even touch you like I never even like physically touched you and like literally I could go on and on about this girl like all the toxic shit that she did but it's like it would take up the whole thing but there's so many things oh this is a big one actually I have to tell you this story so there was one time this guy I liked in school and I really really liked him she knew I liked him she knew I did so one day he actually asked me out to be his girlfriend or whatever and I was like so happy I was like oh my god yay I like him so much and I was so happy 
and um and like me and her went to this like church a church carnival we were at a freaking church okay at a carnival and like I was like so happy like the whole time like oh my god I love this guy oh my god he Matt this and Matt that his name, his name was Matt and um Matt this and Matt that and I was like oh my god um uh and like she, she's hearing me talk about this guy like all night the next day we go to school and he like breaks up with me quote unquote breaks up with me right and then the next day I know I'm hearing rumors that he's dating this girl and another girl her little like sidekick or whatever uh at the same time and like she knew I liked him she was supposed to be like my best friend and like she's she dating him the next day yeah she was dating him the next day what grade was this like middle this school? is like fifth or sixth grade this is like oh my god this is like right before i met you but it was like really really stupid it was a really stupid thing that i remember i wrote this like scathing letter as i was like calling her a whore and a bitch <laughs> and i called her like all the names in the book and everything and um a cunt i called her a cunt I was oh, yeah. so mad. Every, every word in the book. I'm like literally every word. And like the next thing I know, someone found the letter. And like she was known to be this like super sweet girl. No one really like knew what was happening. You yeah. know, like no one understood. They're like her, like her, she's so nice. Like, no, she wasn't. She was evil. <laughs> and uh yeah. She's a sweet little girls. In, in front of everybody that'd be the worst behind closed doors yeah so it was just like horrible and is it the same girl who would be your friend behind closed doors and then act like she didn't know you in school oh yeah like in junior high yeah that's how it was then when she got more popular in junior high than she was in elementary so like i feel bad I feel so why are we talking about like this little school stuff but like um like little kid stuff. But like that shit like fucked me up. I was like and you know what's crazy is I was thinking about that. I was like I was like when we talk about toxic stuff, should we bring should we be bringing up things that like we dealt with in school? But I feel like that that is your first experience with it and it kind of shapes you from that. Mm-hmm. And people say like, oh don't worry about the kitty stuff, but like it really does shape you like mm-hmm. your your like outlook on friendships outlook on relationships like those first experiences so i i think it's definitely valid that you're bringing that up because like that's that was like a horrible experience for you and like you guys were like you were, you thought she was a really really good friend of yours yeah we i thought she was a really good friend up until like literally maybe even like two or three years ago and then mm-hmm. I got really mad at her because she has this huge platform now. And um, it was like the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. And like I knew a lot of people that were had big platforms and were using their platform to spread awareness of mm-hmm. the what was going on. And um, she wasn't. She wasn't using her platform. And I called her out on it. And I think it was because she's actually, like, most of her clients were actually, like, caring people, like, mm-hmm. Trump the white followers, like, Trump, yeah, Trump followers and stuff like that. So, like, I just think she didn't, she cared more about her wallet 
at the time that she did care about like what was going on in the country so I caught her out on it and again people thought like oh my god she's so awesome and she's so innocent and like she cares or whatever and like then why didn't she say anything you know and so a lot of people blocked me over that also because I caught her but um I was like whatever yeah I was like okay no I mean I don't know no I mean I feel like political views definitely do have a lot to do with um like having a friendship I I can't be friends with you if you you're on the other side it just is what it is Mm -hmm. like I I don't have any room in my life to be debating on common sense (laughs) so yeah I feel you exactly so as far as like you know we're talking about people and friends or family like of the experiences we've had with that toxic shit um let's talk about toxic cycles and I want to start with family because that I feel like that is like the biggest um mm. plate that's the biggest what is the word I'm looking for um origin of so- cycles and toxic cycles like where that can start primarily so are there any toxic cycles that you had to break out of or are still currently working on getting out of toxic cycles I'm trying to get out of yes and no because I can't really talk about it um I I just want to cut off like so much family on my dad's side because I know how like toxic they were I was like I didn't want that around me and for me to fall into it trying to be like they're, like, in order for them to not bully you, you had to be on their side. You had to be a part of it, you know? And the only way that you weren't going to get bullied is if you're bullying someone else. Mm. So, basically, like, if it wasn't me, there was always someone else that was being bullied. And I used to fall into that trap where I would start bullying other people because I didn't want to be bullied and I didn't want to be the outcast and I didn't want to be the one that like was left out or something and I still fall into those traps I still fall into like that kind of stuff and I'm working on cutting out people that are bullies um but uh the I cut them off because I didn't want to be a part of that anymore and I didn't want my kids to be around their kids and then their kids are sorry fall. you know their kids are probably gonna fall into that trap too like they're around it like all the time like it's gonna happen so I don't want my kids around that getting bullied or you know or learning or that they're gonna be either being bullied by them yeah so that's how I got out of that cycle is like just cutting them off because I know it wasn't and I cut like it wasn't just like them it was like anyone that associated with them you know like even like family that was like just cool with them because I knew that I knew that they were gonna like be on my side and then go back and talk shit behind my back to them so and I didn't want that I didn't want that in my life I didn't want people in my life that weren't gonna like treat me with respect or treat my kids with respect and my dad will always be like, well, like, it's family or whatever. And, yeah, but, like, I don't 
just because they're family doesn't mean that they, they get to like bully me or my kids and if and like it's just for the kids it's just for the kids birthday parties I'm like or like can I just take the kids or whatever I'm like no because if they can't respect me they don't respect my kids you know they're they not like what makes you. You, yeah what makes you think that they're gonna be nice to my kids if I'm not around you know like that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything and I know that my dad's not gonna back him up so no offense to my dad but um I just yeah. feel like he's not gonna stand up for them, so I didn't want that. So that's heavy. Yeah, that's deep. So you you basically broke out of that cycle of number one, allowing people to disrespect you and make fun of you and just just be awful. Mm-hmm. And number two, you also by cutting them off, got out of the cycle of like yourself being a bully just because you don't want to be bullied yeah that's what it sounds like yeah I feel bad there's this cousin that they like they disliked more than they disliked me and um I fell into like bullying her also and like I feel really bad about it because like she didn't deserve it she was just like she was a cousin that like she had just found out about our side of the family because she didn't know her dad who was my uncle um she didn't know him for her whole life and then she found him and then she came into the family and like everyone in the family was bullying her you know and I fell into that so like I was a little I was like a t I was like 12 or 13 maybe 14 I think you met her actually mm-hmm. um and do you remember meeting a few of your cousins yeah I so, can't remember who now <laughs> yeah but I think uh I think you did meet this cousin and um I remember I fell into like kind of bullying her and stuff like that and then like it kind of lined up and then it got bad again and I don't think she talks to that family either anymore and I don't talk to them I talk to her ish kind of but I don't talk to them and I don't talk to like any of the bullying anyone that associates with them have you ever had a conversation with her about that no I I need to I feel I do feel guilty but I, and there's a lot of people I feel guilty that I've bullied and I feel guilty and I have that like I, I need to talk, talk to them or I have already talked to them in the past and been like hey like I know I did this and that wasn't cool I just wanted to say sorry but yeah I, like take accountability but yeah. also be like this is my my reason why I was, yeah I was in this horrible toxic cycle with these people yeah it's like basically basically like feast or famine like yeah like I gotta get it where I can I gotta bully mm-hmm. you so these people will leave me the hell alone except yeah. me and like you know yeah. exactly it's horrible yeah I mean <clears throat> for me I feel like I'm still in a toxic cycle with my family um it's really hard for me to it's not hard for me to stop talking to them it's hard for me to continue that you know what I mean just stay away from them yeah yeah and it's not because I go looking for it it's like something happens or like they say something or something happens or they end up needing something and who do you think has to go rescue them you know Mm -hmm. so it always like starts everything over and over (sighs) I'm sorry you guys I'm so sorry it's like 11 o'clock where I'm at and I really want to 
because it really affects my mental health being around them because they don't want to change, you know? It's like so many years I've been like the scapegoat, like, oh, if we fuck our lives up, you know, she'll help us, you know, figure it out or whatever it is. It doesn't even matter what the situation is. And then like it affects my mental health because I'm constantly like, I'm worrying about somebody's life and that person doesn't even worry about their life. You know what I mean? So I'm trying. One thing I'm definitely, I've definitely gotten better about is like, aside from the two family members that I can't seem to like really get, get out of my life, everyone else I've like, I don't even know where you live. I don't know your phone number. Like, I'm done with you. Like, mm-hmm. I've set a lot of boundaries. And that really started to happen when I had my son. Because I wanted to protect him. Mm-hmm. I was never protected. And that's something else that's really, like, super, super toxic in my family. Is like, they don't care if you're a kid. Like, they don't, they don't, like, I feel like there's two different types of parenting and family. Like, one who, like, look at children as innocent and need to protect them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, and obviously there could be a middle, but the other side of it, the other far side of it is, like, fuck those kids. Who gives a shit if we are doing all of these horrible things in front of them or to them? Because just who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know they're I mean? weak. So what are they yeah. going to do about it? Like, what are they going to do about it? You know what I mean? And I feel like I really dealt with that. And I just, I will not raise a child seeing that. Like, I protect his innocence so much. And I value his innocence. And I refuse to, like, for as long as I can protect him from the evil, I will. I know Mm. we can't protect our kids from everything. But as much as I can, I will. And I'm proud of myself. That's one toxic cycle, like. As like, oh, it's your family, you know, keep them in your lives no matter what they do to you. Mm-hmm. And I did that for so long. And then I had my son. And I was like, fuck all of you. Don't even fucking come to my fucking birth or come to see my child when he's born. Like, none of you guys are allowed. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many different layers to toxic cycles and toxic family issues and and things of that but it's like the number one thing is like if you don't like how you feel when you're around them listen to that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I like for so long I couldn't figure out why I was so miserable around my family I just I'm like I'm supposed to be happy around my family I'm supposed to like enjoy being around my family like it's like when you watch a Christmas movie and you see this beautiful happy family together and they're like so happy to spend time together I always like pictured that and I always wanted that but then the holidays would come around and like all the family would be so fucking disgusting to each other Mm. and I was like I hate my family and I don't know why and now I know why (laughs) I'm like they're fucking toxic yeah. should just listen to my gut and like I didn't like how I felt when I was around them it was for a reason so mm-hmm. yeah no matter if they're family or your friends 
if you don't like how you feel when you're around them, or you don't like how they make you feel, they're probably toxic. It's toxic for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. This um this episode is like very all over the place, I feel like. Number one, I'm tired. Number two, I kind of wanted to just chat with you. Like I didn't want it to be like super structured and like super like laid out and written out. So just FYI. For any of you guys who are like wondering like why more free more free flow this episode. We're just we're just chatting. And we're just talking. Yes. I like it when it's like this, when it's just like chatting and it's talking and stuff. It's a lot more like chill. I yeah, like, like I like the other ones too because I, they're informational. But at the same time, I also like this because they're very like just conversational. Yeah, I feel like we can like mix it up. I feel like when it's certain topics, like very like sensitive topics, I feel like it's good to bring like the facts. And that's the only reason why, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to just talk about our experience with it because like people can misinterpret things like here's the facts do what you want with the facts so um okay so the last thing I wanted to ask you about and talk to you about was um mourning the toxic relationships that we ended Mm -hmm. like you know they were toxic for you but for some reason you're mourning them like you're sad about not being able to be in their life anymore yeah do you have you ever experienced that I've experienced that with so many toxic relationships like romantic relationships friendships family um I feel like with the family I have more of a sense of like FOMO like the feeling of missing missing out where like I they go to all these like fun things and they I remember being invited to like the zoo or we invited to the birthday parties or invited to Christmas and invited Thanksgiving and invited all these like big parties and get togethers because I was part of my childhood that was my childhood like through and through I was always invited to these like fun events and fun things and now I'm not now it's just like me and my kids and my mom and my dad you know so I that like feeling missing out um with that I don't really miss them I just miss the like the fun things that we would do, you know. That came along with, yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were the cool kids. Like they got to do all these like cool things. Um but and then like with like I've experienced like that with like toxic relationships where like I have this like thought that like with like relationships or like romantic relationships or friendships and stuff like that. It's kind of the same thing, like, with romantic ones, it's, it's always, it's, it was always, like, um, Jesus Christ. It was always, like, uh, like what if they treat the next person better? Mm. You know? So FOMO again, yeah. Yeah, FOMO. Like, it's this basically FOMO with everything. It's just, like what if or how what it would be well, like if i cut them off maybe they'll treat the next girl better than they treated me That's yeah not fair yeah exactly yeah same thing with friends too with the family like feeling like oh, i'm gonna miss out on all these like cool and fun conversations and laughing and fun times and i'm gonna miss out on that and i don't want to miss it out, miss out on it 
And honestly, I'm kind of going through that right now with a few, with a few friends and where I'm like, I'm not sure I want to be friends with them anymore just because I they were kind of like being bullies to someone and I'm over here like, but they were so nice to me, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, but they're still that kind of person, you know? Yeah. They're kind of like, and I don't, I kind of avoid them now when I'm not like, it's, I try to avoid them as much as possible. But at the same time, like I, I'm still feeling like I don't want to cut them off because I don't know how to like, I don't want to be left out by by avoid them, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. When when you said that, what came to my mind was if they're treating other people not so great, what's going to stop them from not treating you so great if you yeah. say something they don't like or do something they don't like? Yeah. Which and I kind of already I- feel like they might be doing because I think they know that I'm withdrawing from them. So I think they kind of, like, already caught on a little bit. Yeah. I feel like if you feel you don't like how someone treats other people, there's a slight chance, or maybe even more than this, there's a high chance that they're going to probably treat you like shit, too. Mm -hmm. That's probably just who they are. Yeah. And in that case, you ain't missing anything Mm because they're not a good person or a good friend. Yeah. So... I feel like I do mourn a lot, and I don't think I actually, it sounds really sad to say this, I don't think I actually mourn the people, I think I mourn the fact that when it's all said and done, like, I don't really have family anymore, mm-hmm. like, even though the family I had was terrible, like, it was a family, you know, I don't even know if that makes sense to anybody, okay. but. Makes sense. Like, like you, they may have been a shitty family, but it was family. Exactly. Like, and it's like sounds terrible to say that, but like it's true. And then, like, do I feel at peace? Like, not having them around? Yes, I do feel at peace. But like, when you see other people and like it's holidays and stuff, it's like it can get some. It could get kind of lonely and kind of sad, you know. So even though these people were not great to me, these people were not kind to me, they didn't treat me always the best. It's like, I still, even in the beginning, like not having them in my life anymore, it was like, there was a period of like sadness and like wondering, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, is this the right decision? I feel like there's a little bit of FOMO, too. It's like, yeah, this is your family. You know what I mean? Like, fear of missing out of some, you know, maybe they'll change. Or maybe, like, maybe it's me who's in the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I know that feeling. Yeah. It's like you said, like, always, like, sometimes wondering, like, am I the toxic one? Am I the problem? Yeah. But with my family, it's like we're all toxic. I feel it's like a generational curse, literally. Yeah, that's why we're trying to break it. So yeah, for sure. Okay, y'all. This episode has been kind of random, and I really was like, this has been on my mind because I, I always, I've had my back and forth with my family for years, and I'm like, let's talk about it. 
let's talk about the toxic cycles and the toxic family friendships and everything in between. Yeah. So, <clears throat> do you want to do our quote of the week? It says, the best thing in life is finding someone who knows all of your mistakes and weaknesses and still thinks you're completely amazing. And I don't know. I just think that's awesome. I don't know. It made me think of TJ. Um, oh, did you find that person? I think I did. Uh, <laughs> I think I found the person that thinks I'm perfect. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. none of us are perfect, but we're perfect okay. in, in at least one person. One person's eyes, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, exactly. So I think that he he sees me like that. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not at all. But thank you. I appreciate it. And he sees all like my weaknesses and all this stuff and he knows it before I do so I appreciate that about him like he he sees me probably better than I see myself sometimes he sees you in a better light I I swear I wish I think that I think I think this to myself a lot I wish I could see myself through Christian's eyes Mm -hmm. because like the way he acts towards me like oh my god you're so beautiful like yeah. how he treats me so good I'm like damn like I wish I could treat myself that good right <laughs> or I could I like could see myself me. as beautiful as you say I am <laughs> I wish you I know? could love me as much as you love me facts facts okay so in the theme of toxic family and breaking toxic cycles I found this quote on the good quote on Instagram and it says you inspire me to be nothing like you and if you know me you know that I'm nothing like my family Mm -hmm. and I if I'm proud of anything in my life it's that Mm. it's that that I'm nothing like my family so in a grand like in a grand spectrum of of life I mean I might have some of my mom's toxic personality traits maybe but my life is nothing like them um so thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for coming back if you're back from or thank you or welcome if you're new here um we appreciate all of you and we're very happy that you're here um be sure to tell your cousins your mom your sister your best friend your mom group whoever you have just tell them about the about the podcast and get them to listen so we can get more listeners so we can keep doing this for you guys because this um we won't i don't know we, it makes us happy doing this for you guys um yeah for sure if you like mental health if you like learning about mental health getting different perspectives on mental health or on parenting being a woman being a human yeah this is what we do so next week we're gonna aim for video podcasts so stay tuned tune into our youtube channel we'll probably do some clips on instagram maybe some reels maybe get to see our faces we do have one episode on YouTube right now, so check us out at the Mental Moms Podcast. Did I get that right? Yes. Be sure to oh. check us out everywhere on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at the Mental Moms Podcast. 
and yeah. we agreed we're gonna try to do better about like content and like mm-hmm. I know you guys probably want to see our faces I think I like I love watching video podcasts so I know that's just me if you're like a real person like who really loves podcasts when I'm on the go I like listening but I also like watching so For sure. we're, we're gonna try our best all right bye y'all